The second reading, Hashem spoke to Moshe and he says there's a special grain offering that the high priest, the Kohen Gadol, is required to bring up every day of his tenure. And this is one-tenth of an ephah of fine wheat flour as a perpetual grain offering, half which is offered in the morning and half which is offered in the evening. And each is further subdivided into six portions, each of them which is kneaded in the, into dough with oil, and both sets of six loaves must be made as in fried in the oil of a fry, shallow frying pan, um, and it must be brought to the pan after it was first scalded in water and fully baked in an oven. It's a full technical thing that had to be done every single day. And the priest from amongst his sons, who was anointed to succeed him as the high priest and serve as the high priest in his stead, must likewise prepare this offering and offer it up every day of his tenure, half in the morning and half in the evening. This is an eternal law for the Kohanim. All other Kohanim must offer up the same grain offering on the day that they are installed as Kohanim. It's a once-off, but instead of offering up half of it in the morning and half in the evening, they offer up all 12 loaves at the same time. No part of it must be eaten. It all must be sacrificed to Hashem. Hashem then speaks to Moshe and he says, Speak to Aaron and his sons and say, This is the regulation regarding the sin offering, which we spoke about earlier. The sin offering must be slaughtered before God, as in within the, the temple, in the same place where the Ola offering is sacrificed, and that's in the north of the altar. A sin offering is a sacrifice of superior holiness, meaning it must be eaten within the tabernacle's precincts by the end of the night following the day it was sacrificed. Any priest who is on duty when the blood is being applied to the altar and who is to lift it off the sin, lift, lift to offer it up as a sin offering, as in somebody who's worthy of being able to do it, he's not defiled, may be included in the division of the priest's portions of meat and eat it. It must be eaten in a holy place. Any food that touches its meat and absorbs some of its juices and flavor will become holy like it. Furthermore, if any of its blood spurts onto a garment, you must wash the area of your garment onto which it spurts in a holy place. You have to wash it in the tabernacle. You do not have to wash the entire garment, since unlike in the other cases, the blood is not considered to have spread instantaneously throughout the entire garment. In, in contrast to other rules, this rule applies only to the blood of sin offerings and not to other sacrifices. When food is cooked in a vessel, the vessel absorbs some of its food, its juice, or its flavors. And earthenware vessels and metal vessels defer in regard to how they release what they absorb. Metal vessels can be purged of what they have absorbed by boiling them in water, but earthenware vessels cannot. Therefore, when sacrificial meat is cooked in the earthenware vessel, whether the vessel had absorbed from the offering immediately becomes impossible to ever be eaten and is therefore categorized as sacrificial food that cannot or will not be eaten within the permitted time, which must be immediately destroyed. Whatever the, the, the vessel absorbs is now holy, and otherwise you have to smash the vessel. Therefore, any earthenware vessel which the meat of sacrifice of superior holiness had been cooked must be shattered. Nonetheless, if it was cooked in a copper or other metal vessel, it must be purged by boiling it in water and then rinsed with cold water inside the Mishkan precinct. Every male amongst the priests who is on duty and pure may eat these sin offerings of superior holiness.
the Torah continues regarding guilt offerings. Regards to guilt offerings, we have only discussed so far what circumstances a person obligates a person to bring such an offering, but how such an offering is to be sacrificed was not discussed, and therefore the following is the regulation of the guilt offering. They must slaughter the guilt offering in the same place where they slaughter the ascent offering, which is north of the outer altar, and it must be dashed upon the lower half of the northwest and southeast corners of the altar, and they must bring the various fat portions, the fat covered, the innards, etc., the two kidneys, the fat on them, the fat that's on the flanks, the diaphragm, the kidneys, the parts of the liver, and bring them all up on the altar, and every male amongst the Kohanim may eat it. Now, likewise, regards to any Kohen who is similarly fit to offer up a person's ascent offering, Olah, that priest is included in the division of the hide of the offering, which is not sacrificed. He receives a portion of the hide with regards to the grain offering baked in, the, um, in an oven or made in a deep frying pan or shallow frying pan. Any Kohen who's fit to offer it up can receive a portion of it. However, not all fit priests are included in the division of the priest portion. Any grain offering, whether mixed with oil or be dry, will belong to the sons of Aaron who are worthy of serving that day. Each individual priest will receive a portion like the other.